Hello and welcome to the podcast of the damned. I'm your host Ian, and joining me as always is my co-host Nico. How's it going, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be back for another episode. I've been kind of excited to talk about this film. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's just one of those films, and I'll, I'll get, I'll, I will get into it, but um. It's a film and a franchise that I've talked about a little bit, but not for quite a while now, and I, I just think it's always a really interesting one to dissect, because it is quite a polarising one, and you either love this or hate this, especially the sort of subgenre that it's categorised in, so I always find it interesting talking to people about this and seeing where they sort of fall on the, on the scale with it. But this is the thing, right? Saw isn't really like the rest of the Saw franchise. Like, the first one... A lot of people think the franchise is just pure gore fest, basically. Yeah. And if you watch this first one, it's not really. No, and of course, like as you go deeper into the franchise, it does become a little bit, a little bit like that, you know, deeper into the franchise when the plot gets incredibly convoluted and it's more really about the funky traps by by the end of the franchise um and we'll, yeah. we'll probably talk a little bit about some of the other movies as we get into it um oh, but yeah. yeah but you're, you're right like this first one is kind of stands alone from the rest of them and there's a few things actually in the movie that i, I picked up on this time as well that i was able to you're sort of identify and you'd be like that's just a little different but obviously uh, we'll get into it. Uh, we are a horror podcast that deep dives into a different topic every single week in our quest to create a leaderboard of the best and worst horror movies of all time. As you may have heard, guest, this is episode number 41 and in today's show we are covering Saw. If you would like to support us across our social medias, you can do so. We're on Twitter at Damned Podcast. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at Podcast of the Damned. You can support us on Patreon from just one pound. That's patreon.com forward slash pod of the damned we've uploaded early access to our latest minisode on there i did a little uh, i'm starting a new series of minisodes where i basically doing netflix um uh netflix exclusives uh. so uh well, the first one that i put up there was about was on choose or die which is actually one that i'd never even heard of so there's a there's early access up there. It gets released to the main feed after a week. So if you want early access to those episodes, you can check it out on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash pod of the damned. And you can email us, pod of the damned at gmail.com. Uh Nico, where can people find you? Facebook. Just get me a fucking <laughs> Maybe one day you will learn your Twitter handle. It, it, it... I'm on it more often now. But I know, still... so learn so that's even more of an excuse to learn it. Yeah, but, the, the, well, Facebook, when I was on Facebook, I don't really add people on Facebook. People add me. <laughs> I'm, I'm... Oh, oh, you're such a celebrity, Nico. <laughs> no, I just mean I'm, I'm not really, I'm more an actual social person, not social media person. I'm more of a, a social media person than an actual yeah. social person. I, I get very awkward in social social situations. So if we ever, like, make it <laughs> no, big... No, you of... don't. <laughs> What's that? don't <laughs> <laughs> no that's only when there's a lot of booze involved nico there has to be a lot of booze involved for me to get to your kind of level oh, okay well uh, then yeah that explains a lot <laughs> <laughs> but um yes we are talking about saw this week um obviously don't forget to check out our previous episodes last week we talked about House of Wax. I almost forgot about what we talked about the week. Uh, the episode before that was The Human Centipede. The episode before that was an, uh, an American Werewolf in London. But this is our 41st episode. So by now, we've got quite a 
quite a big back catalogue now of movies for you to go back. There's something for everyone in there. You know, if you like horror comedies, they're in there. If you just like really fucking shit horror movies, there's some of those in there. We've got the classics in there as well. We've got a lot more of them to come as well. So there is really something for everyone in there. Please feel free to go back, check out some of our back catalogue as well uh, and check out some of those episodes. And let us know what you think because this is one thing it's probably the most difficult thing to get in podcasting is feedback from your actual listeners. And we've got some positive reviews and things and like that on, uh, on Apple Podcasts, which is great. Um, but do let us know what you think. As I say, send us emails, podofthedamned.gmail.com, direct messages, tag us in posts on social media, because we want to know what you think about our episodes as well. We want to know if you liked an episode. We want to know if you didn't like an episode and why you didn't like it, or if you disagree with us on a certain subject. And then in the following episode, we'll politely tell you how wrong you are. <laughs> um, and yeah, so feel free to do that and get in touch with us. Uh, before we get into this episode, um, don't forget that the episode will contain major spoilers for the movie. I am the world's worst person for remembering to do the spoiler alert. I think I've maybe done it about nine times in the 41 episodes. So, um, if, and if, then, you're, if you're listening to this one and the name is in it, it's going to have spoilers. Come on, people should know this by now. Yeah, people should. I think people, but some some podcasts, if you're <laughs> freshly, if this is the first ever episode of Podcast of the Damned that you've listened to, there are horror podcasts out there who do spoiler-free reviews. Then they should say spoiler free. It's fine. All oh, right. Okay. So <laughs> it's on the spoiler free people to make sure that they the people know, not on the spoiler people. Exactly. Because if if like if you were watching Bohemian Rhapsody, for example, <laughs> you 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 already know it's going to be about Queen. That's not a spoiler. You know what I mean? And it then is. It's if about you're, if you're exactly. So if you're going to watch it, you normally you watch the movie first okay okay um and the last thing last bit of housekeeping we have to do before we get into the topic um obviously every single movie that we review ends up on a leaderboard of the average score between myself nico's score and all the critic scores that we'll mention later on but before we get to it before we start the review nico where do you think saw is going to come this is the 39th movie that we've reviewed roughly where do you think it's going to come on the leaderboard i think this is going to be quite high okay so how I high are we say... talking here, though? Because, you know, there's high, because obviously, like, top 20 now is, like, top half. So are we I talking, know. like, really high as in, like, top six or seven, or are we talking, like, maybe just outside the top 10 kind of high? See, I think it'll be inside the top 10. Okay. So... Uh, or it... on the cusp. So I'll say 10. How's so that you're going for 10. So in ninth place right now, we've got Near Dark. Uh, right. In 10th place, we've got American Psycho. In 11th place right now, we've got Cube. That is three epically good movies. So, in order for it to be in and around there, it needs to get somewhere in the region of a 7.8 to an 8.1 kind of score. So, it needs to be around the 8 mark. Yeah, still got to miss the Cube episode because I love that movie. Well, we added your score in it, though. You did get. I know you, you did add your score in it, and uh, you. I think you score, actually you didn't score the highest. Candy scored the highest. She gave it. A yeah, that is um, true. Yeah. Anyways, shall we do this? Uh, shall we talk about this movie? Go for it. Okay, so in today's show, we are talking about Saw. Hello, Doctor Gordon. I want to play a game. Your aim is to kill Adam. You have until six on the clock to do it. Newspapers started calling him the Jigsaw Killer. 
Looks like our friend Jigsaw likes to book himself front row seats to his own sick little games. You can be the one who put me in this room! We're gonna have to work together if we want to get out of here. What is it, sweetie? There's a man in my room. What are you doing to them, you bastard? Most people are so ungrateful to be alive. something you have to understand what a perfect engine it is he doesn't want us to cut through our chains he wants us to cut through our feet sick bastard yes i'm sick officer there's a way out of here there's a way out i'm sick of it all we're out of time was released in 2004 was directed by James Wan and stars Carrie Alwes, Lee Winnell and Danny Glover. The IMDb plot is as follows. Two strangers awaken in a room with no recollection of how they got there and soon discover their pawns in a deadly game perpetrated by a notorious serial killer. Now, um, they, th this is the thing because obviously we always do the taglines. Pretty much everything around this movie has kind of become iconic in horror. So here's the taglines. The taglines are, let the games begin, live or die, make your choice, and I want to play a game. Yeah, and the most famous one is that I want, would you like to play a game? You know, yeah. it's just straight away, like, yeah. But that's, what I want, but that's like sort of the first thing I kind of want to bring up to you, because this movie... No matter how you feel about this movie, and we did kind of mention this when we were talking in our last episode, is just a game changer for horror. Yeah. It came out at the perfect time as well. Yeah, because you're talking about that that mid-2000... Where we're going kind of through that sort of mid-2000s lull, weren't we? You know, the 90s yeah. were over, and for as much as the 90s get shit on quite a lot for horror, there's there's a ton of really great horror movies out there. Um, but we were going through a little bit of a lull, sort of the early to mid-2000s. And for Saw to come... Saw is probably the biggest movie, I would say, to come out around that sort of time period, around sort of 2001 to 2005. Yeah, because, well, everyone always talks about the two big game-changers right about there, that Scream and Saw. And Scream For was, what, eight, eight years or prior to this. So, you know, yeah, there's quite a big well. time period between that. Because even if you go now, if you go back to, say, like, 2014, which is eight years ago, you'll probably find that there's a big difference between the kind of horror movies uh, that were coming oh, out yeah. then and that were coming out now. Yeah. Um, I'm, just, I'm just trying to sort of quickly look it up and see what actually came out in 2014 um so here we go here's a few examples so like obviously coming out now because there's there's a such, there seems to be a big focus again on sort of independent style horror movies just now you know and you've got some really nifty things happening over the last couple of years and some really fun and 
creative movies mixed in with your sort of big budget AAA franchises. Because obviously in the last couple of years, you know, we've had Halloween Kills, we've had Scream, yeah. we've had, you know, Candyman reboot. We've had, you know, we've had the big hitters. But in the last couple, you know, there's a lot of other good films, a lot of sort of genres and subgenres that really haven't been explored too much. A lot of psychological movies coming out. But eight years ago, we had movies. Yeah. Here's Here's some of the biggest sort of names coming out eight years ago so annabelle came out eight years ago uh we had as above so below we had the babadook uh, we had oh not a lot <laughs> uh, we had a girl walks home alone at night uh housebound which is possibly one of my favorite horror comedies that we will definitely be reviewing at some point it follows came out in 2014 uh paranormal activity the marked ones the purge anarchy um wreck four sharknado two eight years ago there were only oh, two geez. sharknado movies tusk so you know uh, zombievers a movie we've reviewed came out, zombievers. <laughs> came out eight years ago so yeah but, there's quite a big difference from that yeah so you look at that though and you think right what's the sort of game changers out of those movies and i'm finding no. it really difficult to find one yeah. Whereas Saw is a fucking game changer of a movie, and and uh, I have noticed as well, a lot of people that I spoke to that didn't like Saw actually haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. So how can you not like something if you've not watched it? Well, this is the thing, right? Because um, on the social medias and that, I I I regularly put out questions to our listeners on the social medias because I want you guys to engage with us and I want to know your thoughts and opinions on various topics. And one of them, uh, we sort of talk about people who maybe didn't stay to see the end of the film, or quite often when I'm looking up reviews for movies, I'll see people writing things like, "Oh, I hated it. Um, I couldn't even sit sit through it all. I switched it off after forty five minutes." And it's like, well, how can you form a full opinion unless you fully watch a movie? Now, don't get me wrong. And I know you're the same, Nico. I've fallen asleep through my fair share of movies. I have walked out of a couple too, yeah. But it will. But but would you come on and give a full review of a movie that you've done that for? No. Because if we were coming, if I was coming on here and saying, right, we're going to cover whatever movie that is, and you 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 walked out of that movie when you saw it in the theaters, you'd still go and watch it for the purposes of the episode. Exactly. Yeah. So, because you can't, you can't give a full review. So, like you said, like you're saying, I'm agreeing with you ultimately. Um, is that you can't really form a full opinion on something unless you've seen it. Um, I get that this sort of subgenre of horror isn't for everyone, but like you were saying, this gets lumped in with the kind of sort of torture porn subgenre. And, it gets lumped in with like the hostel and shit like that. And aside from one or two scenes, and it kind of goes back to the, our human centipede episode that we're talking about as well um actually yeah it does ties in very closely with that it's it's much more i would say this one saw probably pushes the boundary a little bit further than the human centipede does um because there are some pretty gnarly things that you do see in this movie but it's nothing compared to the reputation that this movie has and once again like the human centipede that the rest of the franchise would then go on to show you i would say aside really from him sawing his own foot off which you don't even see like it fully you see him like first cutting his skin and then you don't really see much after that 
You um, see him just do a box stroke, and then it, the saw starts to move forward, and it cuts. Um, you also, so, well, you know, that, there's no there... pun intended there, by the way. <laughs> we... Just notice what I said there. Like, um, you you also maybe have. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other scenes in this film, like the barbed wire room. You see a bit of blood and guts, but there's nothing that you won't see on any other horror movie, really, in this film. Yeah, but the reputation. I remember when this came out as well. The reputation that it had was this was. Like, it was being lumped in with, like, Carnival, the Holocaust and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just pure, just... Just pure violence. Basically, like, yeah, pretty much. And, it's and, not... I, and they were basically saying it was a, a revamp of that sort of movie. And you're like, well, no, it's not. It's nothing like that. There's, like, you watch this all the way through. There's nowhere near as much violence as stuff like that, you know what I mean? Uh, In actual fact, there's very little violence in this movie because the majority of it takes place in this bathroom um, between uh, our characters Lawrence and Adam and the majority of it is just them two sort of talking back and forth and trying to figure things out. Yeah. So definitely, I think, fits very well into that sort of like conversation that we were having around the human centipede in that it's it's nowhere near as as violent and as gory as the reputation would have it. And I think that is enough to put a lot of people off the movie as well. I think some people could who haven't seen this movie for fear that it might be a bit too gory and a bit too gruesome for them would actually maybe be kind of pleasantly surprised when they watched it if they're fans of horror. Yeah, because like, the thing is, the first one, as I said earlier, the first one is nothing like the rest. Like, the rest are they get gorier and gorier and gorier as it goes on. And even the new one, Spiral, is it, it's sort of like less gory than some of the other ones as I well, feel, but it's still uh, more gory. How did you feel about Spiral? I don't know. I feel like I need to watch it again. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I've watched it twice now. And yeah. I I have big issues with it. I, I, I see what they were trying to do. They were very much trying to sort of make it their own and they did do that because obviously the killer is slightly different but i feel like some of the changes that they made were unnecessary changes right. because yeah. you know obviously i don't want to fully spoil that movie for for people as well because that's not the movie that we're here to discuss but you know like things like they changed the voice on the tape and i i don't see any reason why you couldn't have just kept the the original voice because the voice was if you go out through the movies, the voice was video edited anyway. Yeah. So there was no reason why, you know, you maybe couldn't have kept that and kept other certain aspects of it. Maybe just to pay a little bit more lip service to the fans of the 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 the, the franchise. I do feel it kind of veered a bit too far away. And then you had Chris Rock in there and listen, I I'm not I'm not the greatest Chris Rock fan either. I didn't think he did a particularly bad job, but I don't think he did a particularly good one either. Um, well, we can review that later, but did you like him being slapped? That's the main question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of the ones that cheered the... <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you go out the franchise, because they'd already kind of tried to reboot the franchise a few years before Spiral as well with Jigsaw. Yeah. And I actually didn't hate Jigsaw. But I think it's because... It's still, you know, you still had Tobin Bell in there. You still had all the sort of characteristics of the franchise that sort of makes Saw a Saw movie a Saw movie. And I don't really think that Spiral had that. If you, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, is Saw your favourite movie of the franchise, the original? Oh, yeah, 100%. 
Is there any of the other ones, though, that you would be like, that's still a really good movie that I would happily go and watch? I always mix them up, but I like the one where they're stuck in the house thing, and it, uh, I don't want to spoil it either, because it's probably a bit to describe it. I think you're talking uh, about Saw 2. Is it 2 that... There's, there's a that... big group of them, they're stuck in the house, and there's the furnace trap, and the needle pit. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's See, I, I like that one. I that's... thought it was 3 for some reason. No, 3 is the one with Robert the Bruce. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Um, that's maybe gone just over a whole lot of people's heads. <laughs> oh, you brave heart, you. Um, so yeah, I, I think two and three are good. I kind of like six as well. I think six is the six is the ones with the insurance brokers. Um, yeah, I kind of like that one as well. And like I say, I didn't hate Jigsaw. The rest of them for me are sort of so, so four, five, seven. Spiral can kind of just sort of go in the bin a little bit. Um, uh, a question I did sort of I tried to sort of throw a question out very very last minute um, before we came on air about people's favorite saw traps. What's your what's your what would you say are your favorite sort of saw traps in the franchise? See the one that gets me the most is the glued to the seat one with Chester Bennington. Yeah, I, I, that one just makes me want to go fuck like genuinely just oh uh, and. Like the needle pit. The needle pit. It's like yeah. I like that because too. it's a, there's no denying the most iconic trap in the entirety of the franchise is the reverse bear trap. See that that's a nice one, but it but, doesn't like it doesn't like even that one where the hands are in. Which one's that again? The box and you're pulling the hands out and it's cutting the wrists. That's in one of them. That's oh, that's in that, two as well. Is that in two as well? Because that one gets... Yeah, that's probably why I like two, because that's the one that's got a few of the ones that I really like in it. Two has got quite a few gnarly, gnarly traps. For me, uh, my favourite trap's actually in Saw 3. It's the rack, where his arms and legs get twisted all the way around. Uh. And then eventually his head gets twisted all the way around. That, that, I think that's that's a pretty gnarly trap. Um, What's the one that it fails, where I think it's a female puts her hand in the acid? To unlock a key and it just oh, like splits it open. I think that's. I want to say that that's Saw three. It could be four. I can't remember. Um, was it wasn't that cool the trap too. failed. It was because it was spoilers. I, it was never meant to. See, didn't hear that. That's fine. <laughs> that, that's a big spoiler for that because I just remember the storyline. So shush. <laughs> it failed. Okay. It failed. It failed. It yes. Failed. Um. We won't tell you who was caught in the trap either, um, uh. as well. But no, um, there's been some pretty pretty nifty traps, and I get. But I think the issue again, as as the franchise went on, the traps became more and more unbelievable. Because in this, like, it would take to drag us back to the movie that we're actually talking about. There's absolutely nothing in this movie that is that could not happen. Yeah, you know, we were talking about a man having to crawl through barbed wire. Eventually, that'll kill you. If you do it for long enough, you get lost and tangled up long enough. Yeah, I, that, that could happen. The guy with Not the... if you did it right. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. But, like, like the, see this one. Everything in this one, I, I apart from the, like, opening the safe, that fucks you up. Like, oh, all the, the numbers across the walls. Yeah, he was not... Like, that, 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 seems, that seems like a, a, a too tough a challenge. Yeah, unless unless there was just like one set of numbers totally different for the like written in some other fucking language, and then you wouldn't be able to understand it anyway. 
But you know, I mean, it's it would have to have something major different because the whole walls are just different numbers. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you've got the bathroom. You've got the reverse bear trap in this movie as well. Um, yeah. But w- w- one thing I want to sort of go back to is um we were talking about sort of everything in this movie's kind of became iconic. Yeah. And has become kind of like a staple of horror. So if you take things like the soundtrack, for example, you know, that, especially that sort of finishing, because it happens in every single Saw movie, you know, when when we get the twist. Um, yeah. And, you know, and you get that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. You know, that, that and it part. starts And it starts explaining everything. I love that, to be honest. I'm not yeah. going to lie that. Um, but in this like, one, even better, because it seems quieter, you know? Yeah. But as soon as you hear that first notes now, you someone you go dun dun you know exactly what it is. Yeah. It is so here's the thing, right? When you watch this, did you work out the ending? The first time I watched it, I did not work out the ending the first time I watched it. Did you? I, w- I was in the cinema and one of my mates said he worked out and I'm like, you lying fuck. Because there's no, like it was the thickest one of the group. You I know? remember because I watched this the year it came out and I, I was 13 and... um. I had no clue, and I remember that moment. Uh, I've we've done many spoiler alerts now. That moment when Tobin Bell stands up in the middle of the bathroom blew my tiny prepubescent mind. <laughs> I, I I remember being in a cinema, and I I don't do this often, but I genuinely was just like fuck, like genuinely like audible fuck came out of my mouth. Because I was just so shocked, you know what I mean? And one of, like, honestly, one of my mates who is an absolute dumbass, and I'm not saying who, because he sometimes listens. And he, <laughs> he literally was like, I knew it, I saw him move. And I'm like, you lying fuck! You know, like, no way did you see him move. And I've watched this multiple times. Multiple times. He does not move. I can honestly say I've probably watched this movie at least 40 times. Yeah. Like, I've watched he, this movie a lot. He does not fucking move. I bet... Would, did... Uh, when you went to see it, was the cinema pretty full? It was packed. So, were you hearing, like, audible gasps? Yeah. Like, just people who were, like, mindful. Is this one of... Is this the best twist? Because one of the things... Again, one of the questions we put out is about best endings, best twists. This is right fucking up there, right? Oh, hell yeah. This, this is, is got, like... This is like up there, up there twists. This is like, like this got me, and there's not a lot of twists that get me. This, this pure got me. Could we say? Because this... I, I remember all that shit with fucking. He's he's got the family and everything and all that stuff. I'm like, fuck me. It's just went boring. This cunt's fucking doing it because this guy's got his family. And then the twist is, oh no, it's not him that's doing it. He's being fucking. Yeah, that the moment, game as well. it's that moment where Adam plays Zep's tape, isn't it? And then yeah. there's just the realisation, because there's, there is there is hints, and you can work it out. You could have worked it out. Like, there is a way you could have worked it out prior like, I, I'm to... I'm not going to lie, I had worked out that part that he was doing that bit. So I knew it just before the tape. I did not see that body so in the middle you standing could up. theoretically have worked out that it was Tobin Bell about 25 minutes into the movie. Do you want to know how? You want to know how? 
when he goes on about the cancer patient. So when he's talking, when we get the flashback, a Lawrence, uh, Lawrence doing doing rounds, and Zep comes in and says that he's a really interesting person. There's a drawing on his like table, on his like hospital table, in front of uh, John Kramer, of the reverse bear trap. Fuck off. Yeah. I never noticed that. Oh, like it took me about fifteen times to watch it to finally fucking notice it. But there, so I've, you, I've still not noticed that until so today. It's act, and you you only see it for a couple of seconds, right? But it's right there in plain fucking sight. Like it's not really? hidden away in like the corner of a shot. It's not bloody. It's right fucking in front of your eye. And I feel like this is one of the good things that Saw movies tend to do, because quite often they do that. Yeah, but quite often they do it too much and it does give it away. They either does give it away or it becomes too convoluted. Whereas in this one, when I first saw that, I was like, no fucking way. Because there's a lot of the ones, especially later, where you can tell what's coming a fucking mile away. This one, it's this movie, right, let's get into this actual movie because all the stuff that happens in this movie is game-changing quite a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole cutting away and then showing you what happens. So you, you see the corpse and then it cuts away, doing the cutscenes back into what happens to them and everything. That had been done before, but not the way that they were doing it. You know what I mean? Not the jumpy, camera shaky, fucking making you think, what the fuck is going on here? So- all that shit. I've heard quite a few people complain about the editing style of this movie. Saying I that, like it. Saying that it's filmed like a fucking MTV video. Um, that's, that's probably why I like it. Probably. <laughs> I, I really like the way, the, the stylistic choices of this movie. And a lot of them were budget reasons. This is a, and that's what makes, but for me, that's what makes this movie even more impressive. This movie had a really low budget. Um, you know, we talked about fucking House of Wax last week that had this massive $40 million budget. And oh. this, the budget for Saw comes nowhere, nowhere even fucking close to that. And I think the editing style of this, like you say, I, I really like the fact that the majority of this film is actually flashbacks. Um, uh, you know, probably more than half of this movie is flashbacks. And like, like we were talking about earlier, that end reveal where it's just giving you clips these quick cuts and clips of everything that's happened in the movie, all the clues that you should have picked up on or you've missed, it gives you every single piece of information that you could possibly need in a little 30 second just montage of clips. Yeah, and it's just perfectly done as well. And yeah. any movie that's got Wesley in it just wins for me. Any movie that's got who? Wesley in it. Wesley? Uh-huh. Who's Wesley? Dr. Lawrence. Princess oh, Bride. Oh, Princess Bride. I was like, who the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, like Doug, that's one of my favourite movies of all time. So having him play a character like this as well just fucking blew my mind when I was in the cinema, by the way. Well, Connie Alves as well is probably a bit more... Is he maybe a bit more known for having com- more comedic roles and light-hearted roles as well? Like, I'm thinking of things like Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Aye, um, try to think what else he was in because he was in heaps of stupid shit. Yeah, um, but he's well. I say he's the big name in this movie. He's not even the big name of the movie. Danny Glover's in this fucking film. Yeah, I was I was going to say everyone's favorite policeman's in this. He's definitely getting too old for this shit in this movie. 
don't fucking do that. Like, I was expecting him to say it when I was in the cinema. Like, I like, oh, fuck that me, you're been, definitely too old. That would have been so fucking cool. If at just one point, like, not even in the same style, just like he was getting up out of his fucking chair or something after another fucking jigsaw victim, and he's just, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm too old for this shit. Uh, like, after he got his throat slashed, like, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm too old for So, are we going with, then, greatest twist in a movie of all time? Greatest horror twist. I'll, greatest I'll give horror it twist. Okay, we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, but you're going back. You know, you were obviously saying about how everything in this movie is a game changer. You're talking about the editing styles. We've already talked about. You know, the soundtrack. Just and uh, we were talking about it with the 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 taglines there earlier. The 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 actual sort of quotes from this movie. Things like you know, I want to play a game. You know, live or die, make your choice. These became absolute staples of the franchise and are known, even if you have not seen a Saw movie, if you go to any horror fan, not even a horror fan, I reckon this is one of those movies that transcends the genre. I think you could go to non-horror fans who have never seen this movie and say, I want to play a game and they will know what movie this is is from. Oh yeah, for sure, like, as soon as you even as it's would you like to play a game you put the voice on when you do it it's all like and the thing is when this came out as well it was perfect timing because i'm sure this came out at halloween or like there was advanced previews on halloween they i know oh did this one specifically come out on halloween i know for most of the sequels they came out on halloween no but i'm sure this was like uh i'm just if, trying to look if, it up just now see if we can get the official release date and you uh UK it was it was first of October so yeah it was in it was in Halloween month twenty ninth uh, well, of October in the US it actually came out in the UK before it came out in the US really I I'm sure it was Halloween over here uh, actually a whole month earlier fuck um but so yeah. I remember seeing the previews for us and fucking thinking this is going to be good yeah. I did not like back then when you thought this is going to be good it was like all right. Especially horror. Like, it was just, okay. This was fucking exceptional. Like, I saw this about three times in the cinema. That's the thing as well. I don't know. I don't really remember be- there being... Especially, I mean, maybe it's different in America. Maybe I was just a little bit too young to remember it. I don't remember there being a huge amount of hype around this movie when it first came out. See, there wasn't really that much, but it intrigued you. Because it was, it was like... The the music at the end of the da 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 yeah da 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 and then you'd see saw come up and then you you it would just cut to a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. It did make you think it was going to be a gore fest. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely. But, uh but it was it was something else. Like I think as well, going back to that whole sort of everything being iconic thing, you've also got some of the imagery in this one. We've got the Billy Billy the puppet who, again, has become one of the staples, a staple of horror. And and despite the fact that Billy the Puppet appears in, like, one scene in every single Saw film, and all it does is do that do that laugh, you know, and everyone will know the laugh that we're talking about, because, once again, the Billy Puppet laugh is iconic. Uh, um, but that's the thing, right? It's so iconic, and I mean it's so iconic, at Halloween, one of the Halloween specials, I can't remember which year it was, but for Call of Duty... You know how you can buy the characters? Yeah. The puppet was one of the characters yeah. you could buy. Yeah. And the, the only ones I know around about then is like Leatherface and shit. You mm. know what I mean? 
Well, Saw, like, if you're talking about iconic and you're talking about, again, transcending film, Saw is its own DLC on Dead by Daylight. Aye. You can play, and you don't even play as, you know, John Kramer. You play as Pighead. Fucking hell. You play as Pighead. That's the killer. Again. Yeah. You know, another iconic imagery from this one, and 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 it's, it's not even our, like our main. I know in this one it's our main villain, um, but or or is it? Because in other films it goes back, and you know, in other movies we find out that there's this whole sort of there's this whole plot line that takes place even before the actions of this first film. It yeah. has. I know it gets ridiculously convoluted the later the yeah. franchise goes, but it does still, for me, have to be probably one of the most detailed and intricate plot lines of a franchise of, of all time as well. Yeah, and the the other one that, there was one of them that uh, did surprise me as well, was when you find out Lawrence is, spoiler alert, big spoiler alert here. Oh, is, you, is you, you having a go at me for spoiling one insignificant character trap in like Saw 3 and you've literally just given away the biggest spoiler of the entire franchise I know <laughs> uh, sorry folks uh, but that one that was the other one that shocked me and I didn't think I could be shocked by Saw anymore at that point but that one did it I'm like fuck they got me again unfortunately, you know I mean? unfortunately that's like a, that's a really trash Saw film I know, it is good. But you're but... right, even up until at that point, the bitter end, because at that point, you know, I remember when Saw 7 came out, that was being billed as the final Saw movie. Um, mm-hmm. That that It was still like, this movie is still, these movies are still shocking us, even at their seventh attempt. Yeah, which I was really surprised at with that one, to be honest. Because um, don't get me wrong, I am a fan of gore, I do like gory movies. Yeah. But... This one should not be lumbered in with all those gory movies. No, I I would agree with you. I think it goes into... Because, well, this is one of the other things that I want to talk to you about as well. There's some actual genuine scary, creepy moments in this film. There's some actual genuine horror in this. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about, for example, the scene where we get the flashback of Adam being captured. The power goes out in his flat and he has to use the flash from his camera to to find his way about and then you hear the billy puppet laugh in the fucking background and then he gets attacked by pig like that's genuine horror yeah you know the scene or... where lawrence is getting captured and we see Pighead crawling out the back seat of his car that's genuine horror or the bit where he's misses and the kids getting captured as well yes oh when she, when the mum comes back into the room and there's zep just standing there under a fucking yeah. sheet I don't know if that's like a Halloween reference or something. But that that is so creepy that bit because it's just Could you imagine like, that? Just walking uh, into your room and see walking into your room as you're seeing that. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So there are some actual g- moments of real genuine horror in this film. And I think for me that easily more so than the rest of this franchise and that's for me really what elevates this film into a game changer. Because ultimately, yeah. if those weren't there and everything else was still there, this would still be a good film. But I don't think it would be at the level that we're talking about it could be. Oh, yeah. Like, um, but so. this is the thing about this movie, though, right? So many people say it's absolutely amazing, game changer, yeah, the whole shebang, right? But there's so many other people that say it the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And as I said at the start, most of those people haven't watched it, like, 
pretty much this is folk that went to see it and walked out after 10 minutes well this is the thing and, and i'll get to this later on when we're into the the, the review section um this movie got probably one of the biggest responses that we've ever had to a film when I asked for our listener opinions. And some of them are so pol- polarizing. It's, yeah, it's absolutely unreal. It must have been the month before, as you were saying, but I thought it was Halloween. Anyway, that premiere was packed. And I mean packed, because this was one of those ones where I'm like, I am going to be one of the first people to see this. Mm-hmm. And it was back in the day when movies came out on, I think it was like the Thursday, the new movies came into the cinema. Yeah. But your previews for the Wednesday night sometimes. And this was one of those ones where it was the night before the actual release. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to see it and I, I absolutely loved this. But even that one, you're talking between 10 minutes and half an hour, about a fifth of the crowd had walked out. And this place was packed to the brim at that point. Wow. And you're thinking to yourself, it's it's not even any gross bits had happened, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was nothing really to make you walk out. But I think it was the whole, the the bubble surrounding it by us being the new gore fest and everything. And I think some of those people were expecting it to be a gore fest and just being like, nah, fuck this shit. Well, and that's other- it as well, because realistically... It's quite a bit into the movie before we really get any sort of good bits of guts and gore. Whereas, exactly. Um, because this movie doesn't... And again, this is where this movie sort of sets itself aside from the rest of the franchise. This movie doesn't open up with a trap. And I yeah. think every is it, I think every single other Saw movie opens up with a trap, right? Pretty much. Even, even that horrible one where it's like the shop window one. That one's the one that I hate the I most. I think that's Saw 7. I think that's so I, I really dislike that one as well because that's where you can see things are going really downhill because by that point, the blood and guts look really unbelievable. Um, yeah, or the, or the Saw 3D one. Yeah, that's the same one. Saw 7 is Saw 3D. Yeah, that, that is horrid, that one. Oh, but that was all the rage at the time. I know. That was that was absolutely all the rage to have everything coming out in 3D. Um, For fuck's sake, you know, they even brought Piranha out in 3D. That's how you know, popular that got. I, I think you'll find out it's 3 double D. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you know, Saw 2 opens up with like the Venus flytrap, which is a really cool trap in itself. Um, yeah. I think Saw 3 opens up with um, our police officer in the bathroom, which isn't specifically a trap but kind of is so every movie opens up with like that but this one is different but this one's also different as well because this is where i feel like saw again will always have it over the rest of the franchise because you know if you say to someone right what does uh jigsaw say every time at the start of a tape you'll say hello whoever the character is i want to play a game he barely, I don't think he's, I think he maybe only says that like once in this movie. Most of his tapes don't start like that. They just start yeah. with him talking. Pretty much, yeah. And you, in fact, I, I don't even think he says that. It's I think, like, to start I think, it. I don't think he says it to start a tape in this movie. But he definitely, he definitely says, I want to play a game at a couple of points in this film. Um, but that's not how the tape starts off, you know? Apart yeah. from... I don't know if maybe they say it during the first bear trap. I don't know if that's the opening to the reverse bear trap. That may be the only instance in this film where that happens. 
Because that's the only, also the only video one that we have, because everything else is by cassette. Because, uh, well, she's the only survivor in that. That's, like, that's a, a big one, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, when, you, when you're watching it and you're like, she's the only survivor? Yeah. You're like, it, it, it does, it, it, it's someone else, this movie, like, genuinely. So but if you if you've not watched it and you've listened to this, go fucking watch it, right? So Nico, <laughs> yeah. how far would you go to save yourself from a saw trap? Me? Oh, you know me. My survival instincts would kick straight, and I'd fucking go for it. <laughs> uh, oh, you I, you've I got you've got to cut a key out of somebody's chest. I pass with a scalpel. Yeah, but what if you had to cut that key out your own chest? I'd I'd be like. Find the fucker, find the fucker, find the fucker. Oh, okay. can I find the fucker? Of How far do you think I'd either. go? I think you'd just kill yourself. Be I went. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I'd either sit and wait for my fate or I'd just end it all myself, to be honest with you. I'd wait to see what the challenge was first. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> because, you know, some people, if you go through the franchise, some people definitely get it easier than others. Oh, yeah. so right, come on. What's the one you would like? Like out of all the traps, what's the one you're like? I'd do that, no problem. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to sort of sit and go through the traps. Um, so in this first one, I think I think I could be careful enough to crawl through the barbed wire. Yeah, I reckon I could do that too. I definitely couldn't do the the numbers on the wall walking no. through all the broken glass. No but, way see, that. this is the thing, right? It's Jigsaw, so there's something on that wall pointing to the actual numbers. Yeah. And um, I've got a funny feeling it's blow out the candle and it's fucking highlighted. I That's think, what I think, personally. I could definitely escape the reverse, bear tra- the reverse bear trap in this movie where you're cutting the key out of someone else. I could do that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, fucking that, I'm that cuts not deep. cutting off my own foot. I'm just not. I'm sorry. Um, see, I'd have the sense to break it first. Well, um, that happens in, I think it's Saw 3 or 4, one of the other, one of those, uh, that actually happens. Um, but I couldn't do that either. Uh, Saw 2, I couldn't cut out my own eyeball. I think I might get lucky though, and you might put it behind my fake one. <laughs> well, he would have put it behind you really, would he? Because you've got a C to cut it. <laughs> exactly. So, I might, actually, I might, that might be the trap for me. <laughs> uh, Take it with your fake eye. All right, mate, there you go. Um, I, I, I can't remember well, all the that, you put it behind your cheek or something, you know what I mean? Just be like, ah, I, think, um, I think I could do the furnace because if you're quick enough and the character in the furnace definitely notices how to turn it off but just doesn't do it. I think if you're quick enough in that one, you can avoid too much pain. Uh. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's, there's obviously so many traps. I'm not going to sit here and go through all of the traps. So come on, what's the one you think you would survive the least, and what's the one you think you would survive the best? Uh, oh. any trap that involves me having to do something to someone else, I would be fine with. <laughs> yeah, same. Like straight away, that one where it's the reverse bear trap. I'm out. Like it wouldn't even be through, fucking through the tape before I'd be out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be like. You've got to cut... Mate, come here a sec. Uh, and he's unconscious. Exactly. Well, yeah, when he wakens up during it, you're like, yeah, I'm still cutting, fuck you. <laughs> um, anyone where I think I've just got to cut out, cut off a limb. To be honest, do you want to can someone? See if I was cutting an imp to try and find the key. I'm not going to be a dick about this. I'd probably be quite nice. Did you just, like, slit his throat first or something? 
Well, no, as soon as I noticed that fucker opened his eyes, I'd be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, and then, st- <laughs> yeah, just start with the fuck at the cut face. You know what I mean? Just, ah, die. And then go back to cutting it with girl. <laughs> Guys, if, you're, if you wake up in a saw trap and Nico is in the in the room with you, you're fucked. You're fucked. You're genuinely fucked, right? <laughs> so that one, that one, I'm pretty sure that would be my ballpark, right? Okay. That's fun. My non-ballpark one, not sure. Probably be, eh, I'm not, I genuinely don't, probably the numbers, yeah. I can't think of one I wouldn't <laughs> try to like, get out. Be like, ah, no, I could do that one. Jigsaw, the, the Jigsaw. I can remember going, I'd try that, I'd try that. I'm sure Jigsaw like, would, come up, would come up with something to, uh, It would have to, right, I, I have one phobia, I have one phobia, and it's feet. I cannot stand feet. How the fuck is he getting that in a trap? Because if it's cut, if it's cutting it off, I'm fine with cutting it off. There's, but it's other people's feet, not my own. So I reckon he just gets like fifty people in a room, right, and puts right. a different key in between every single toe, and <gasps> you have to go and get find the key with your mouth only. In like, <clears throat> in like you've got five minutes. There's like two hundred keys. And you've got, you can only use your mouth to pick up the keys. And they're stuck in between people's toes. But that's not life-threatening. <laughs> not, I'd, I'd, I'd just be like, and, I'd just be like, go fuck yourself. And if you fail, you die by suffocating on someone's feet. I'd like to see them fucking try. Well, I don't know. Like, how else, what else is the other foot-related death you could have? Well, there isn't, so I'm pretty much covered. This I'd at least attempt them. Bizarre saw trap, also <laughs> the most fetishized saw trap. Because this is the other thing, right? See, it's the opposite of a fetish. I cut like no, no, no but this is what fetish I'm is a thing. I fucking hate them. This is one of the things I like wanted, to, like I wanted to bring up about this whole franchise in general as well. There's absolutely no sexualization at any point in any of these movies. Very if, true, but and, there is a few points where you're like, that's hot. Wow. Um, <laughs> you can keep those ones to yourself. Oh, well, don't worry. I'm um, going to. But you know what I mean, though? And, like, I, th- I think that's really refreshing. I think it's really it refreshing that we have this movie. There's absolutely... Because we have plenty of female characters throughout the franchise, and you occasionally get a bit of nip. But there's uh, absolutely zero sexualization of any of our characters here. And I think yep. that's really, really refreshing of a franchise. And there are some exceptionally hot women in this franchise. There, there is. You're absolutely right. There is. But, um, you know, that's that's just not what we're here for with, the, with this franchise. And that's fine. But this is the thing that's funny about that, right? So, Saw has one of the most sexualized women in a movie. And that's Starship Troopers. Like... Dina Meyer. Exactly. <laughs> When she's played Dizzy, she is the Dizzy blonde that fucking... But you can't get the main girl, so you might as well fuck her. She's that girl, and she's totally sexualized through the whole movie. And in this, she's just a strong woman through pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, and she plays it fantastically well throughout um, her tenure in the franchise. Exactly. How can you speak about a character in this franchise without giving away the fate of them? I know. (laughs) But you know what I mean She's by that. She's the one like... that dies in the fake trap. <gasps> Very true. <laughs> uh... 
Anyways, anyways, right, Nico, we have just gushed over this movie for yes. almost 50 minutes now. I'm I giving it you, a one. I, wa- <laughs> <laughs> I want you to tell me, is what do you dislike about this movie? Dislike about it? Yeah. Uh, it's not longer. Is that it? Uh, no, uh... Adam's quite boring for me, I'm not going to lie, right? He's the weakest guy in the whole thing, I think. Yeah. Um, Lee Winnell is a, a horror persona, a horror person who I have a lot of respect for, a lot of time for. He's went on to become quite a quite successful actor and director now as well. Um, yeah. His performance in this movie is a little subpar. Yeah, it's it's very. I would and I would also go as far to say as that I think Carrie Elwes's performance in this movie is a little subpar as well. Really, I quite like it. In this movie. He gets very good towards the end when he when Lawrence is becoming desperate. But I I like the build up. He seems to build it up all the way through. That's what I like about it. I don't know. I think I think the performances are a little bit stilted. I think if I was if I was going to have a big criticism of this movie, I think that would probably be it. But you know, Lee Winnell gone on to become and he's he's worked extensively with james wan you know he went on to act in all of the uh, not the conjuring movies the uh, insidious movies um mm. he's been in all of those he's went on to direct the invisible man which was a great success um, yeah and very highly rated horror movie from 2020 did that come out i think um you know so lee winnell is definitely a person in horror who has a, a very very bright future um, James Wan's obviously went on to create the Waniverse, which so the, is probably without the... spoilers. By the way, without spoilers, would you take it? Take what? Think about what you're just talking about. Would you take it? The ending. What the Invisible Man? I wasn't going to say the movie, but I'm saying yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yes, I would too. <laughs> Fucking could you imagine how much fun? Right. Anyway, sorry. Right. Uh, uh, we can I, edit that bit out. Yeah, edit that bit out. Nisha, when have I ever edited fucking anything I know! out of this podcast? <laughs> Literally, guys, you know how sometimes when you're scrolling through social media, and I have complete, res- complete respect for other podcasts who do this, but you have podcasters out there who literally sit and spend hours upon hours upon hours editing their episodes. I spend probably a grand total of about three and a half minutes <laughs> editing our episodes. Unless it's one where I've got a shit connection and then you've got to sort it. <laughs> and even then, I would say that takes my three and a half minutes and bumps it up to ten. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, one of the things... No, it's one. Of, generally, it's one of the things that I want people to, to experience with us. I want them to experience us raw. I want them to experience us actually having the conversation. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I just thought something totally wrong there. Oh no! I mean, I mean, if you're offering, <laughs> no. But I want people to experience the conversation just as we're having it. I don't want, you know, not necessarily big cuts. But don't get me wrong. If there's if there's a particular part, I'll, I'll give it a quick like re 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 go over. And if there's a part where you know there's a big bit of silence or there's a big um or a like a mic cut that out but I, I i really just don't have the patience also to be sitting and spending hours doing that. i don't have the time to be quite honest yeah, let, with you. 
Like, if there's an IMDB on this, our cuts are on it. That's how much editing you do. <laughs> I don't I don't have a cut anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit, sorry. <laughs> uh, well, my cuts are on it. Uh, anyway. Shira, make a fucking noise. Save me here. Come on. <laughs> this she, is probably she, the, the, she, the, she generally just rolled her eyes and be like, fuck off. Oh, this is de- definitely, this is probably one of the only episodes as well where your cats have not gotten involved at some oh, no! point. Um, anyways, uh, any, is there any other aspect of Saw that you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, well, not, we've gushed over it enough, I think. I think we should move on to, like, rating it and me getting the numbers wrong. I, I have one more question for you before we move on. This just came to mind. Where does Jigsaw rank in terms of horror villains then for you? Because we've talked See, about and and Saw as a franchise. Because people Saw talk as about, a franchise, people, right? People Just about, because people of talk that. about the big franchises, right? And uh, I would say there's probably five that always come into conversation when people talk about the biggest franchise. They talk about Halloween. They talk about a Nightmare on Elm Street. They talk about Scream. They talk about Friday the Thirteenth, and they talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. I would say those are your big five. Uh, Does Saw like, come into that conversation? See, Saw should be in the conversation because of this movie, but because there's been so much shite afterwards, like, don't get me wrong, a lot of those franchises you've talked about have a lot of shit in them, right? I would say but, the majority of them, and I think it's, I think this goes for every, almost every sort of franchise that's made more than five movies. Yeah. They all have more bad movies than good mm. even halloween and as much as that pains me to say god i never even, thought you'd say that even halloween has more bad movies than good i'll still i still like them and i'll still watch them but i know i know trash when i see it yeah but the, I, the, the I, thing with this is it's like this one only has about two or three good ones the rest are just gosh and we're now on nine movies i, th- I exactly. think we are uh, i think we are getting um another spiral movie yeah um, i think i think that's been greenlit i could be completely talking out my arse but i think that's been greenlit um yeah i'm pretty sure it has actually uh that would be the 10th movie i remember when the franchise was coming out that um it was stated that the move the franchise was going to be 10 films yeah and then it stopped at seven so i don't know if maybe spiral two is going to be the final final one i bet will there like this is the thing as well right so if like like, people are talking about Halloween Ends, right? That it's coming yeah. out later this year. That's still not going to be the final Halloween film. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be the final Halloween film for maybe, like, a decade. Or a decade and a half. I think it'll be a while before we get another one. It's not going to be the final one, though. They make too much money. Yeah, that's the thing, right? If, if you've got a successful franchise, it's hard to bury it. But Saw tried their hardest because it was just getting steadily worse and worse by the season of it you know what i mean yeah. like it started so high and then it just gets worse and worse like don't get me wrong two is good but it's two, not a patch two on is there. good i think three is still good um not a patch on this though i don't no absolutely not i don't mind six and i also don't mind jigsaw so um you know, there's there's some there's some interesting things later later in the franchise as well. Um, yeah. And just before we move on, Jigsaw, where does Jigsaw rank as villain? So not very high because it's just a really smart bloke. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, 
Like, but my like top villains, there's something about them. You know, what I mean, there's. there's I don't know. Something... I think they're. I think he ranks really high. Because See, I, it, it I ma- like my villains dumb and fucking like. You like raw strength. I, I like my ones picking you up by a machine. No, see, because this is the thing. And this is one of the things I remember when we were doing our Cube episode, I was talking to Candy about. I, I, I really like sort of like puzzles and these types of movies that kind of make you try and solve like riddles and things like that. And oh, me too, but I'm just saying the villains. Yeah, I yeah, no, 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 but this is what I'm saying. This is the perfect villain for that. He's so manipulative and so clever oh, yeah. that he just fits that bill for me perfectly. So I have, I have John Kramer. Anyways, because smart villains just piss me off. Because I just think I agree with them most of the time. Because they're smarter than you. <laughs> no, I just agree with them. I think you're doing you're doing a bang up job, mate. But you're just doing it slightly wrong. You just need to tweak a couple of things. It's but I'm thinking, you know what I mean? False, false. The dumb ones are like, good for you. You've got strength, boy. Keep going. Anyways, uh, shall we move on to our next segment? Go for it. Okay, let's do the trivia. I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. Shockingly, there's quite a bit of trivia for this film. Um, this movie had a budget, according to IMDb, of $1.2 million. So to put that in perspective, House of Wax, the, uh, the remake that came out the year after, in our previous episode we reviewed, had a budget of forty million. This had a budget of one point two. House of Wax made, I think it made according to IMDb like sixty seven million or something like that, right? This movie worldwide gross has made hundred and nine point three million dollars. I genuinely thought that would be more. Yeah, but that's just the cinema run. Well yeah, true. That's just the ticket sales. That's not including merchandise. That's not including the rest of the franchise. This movie made a thousand times its budget. Fuck. No, that's not even correct. This movie made 10,000 times its budget. Uh, this movie made 10,000% profit, that's what I mean. 10,000? Yeah, because 100% profit is 1.2 million, so therefore a 1,000% profit would be 12 million, so a 10,000% profit would be 120 million, so just under that. I've confused you, haven't I, Nico? <laughs> All right, so 100% profit's a million, right? Yeah, it made right, 100 million. times its budget. Yeah. It made 100 times its budget, but that's 10,000% profit. I thought it was 1,000% profit. Eh, Anyways, okay. um, <laughs> it made a shitload of money. Yeah, but my head's still hurting from work. I've got wires going through my head right now. And... Uh, and because the budget was so low, they had they filmed this in eighteen days. Fuck. This entire film with this really convoluted storyline, they filmed in eighteen days. That might actually benefit, to be honest. Yeah. Because um, at least you can keep up with the fucking story. Also, James Wan, the director, possibly made one of the smartest decisions he would ever make he's ever made in his career because he didn't take an upfront salary for this film so he wasn't getting paid for this and instead opted to take a percentage of the profits instead Oofed. how smart a decision was that how much would you just be like cha-ching ka-ching 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 because like, that is just... let's just be, let's be real this was his. This was his directorial debut. So if he took an upfront fee, there's no way he was getting 
big i mean he would still be i'm sure he would still have been paid relatively handsomely i reckon given the budget of the film tops he'd have probably been paid what 40 50 grand uh. and even if he got one percent of the profits that's one point something million dollars yeah that's fucking insane so and i don't know what the actual percentage was it could it may, maybe it was one percent it may have been two percent two and a half percent i don't know i'm not really sure how how that would be determined if there's like a going rate for that kind of deal in hollywood but that whatever it was it was a fucking smart decision and this film i actually, wonder if anyone else did it though if it was just him or if anybody else was smart enough to do it with this film well actually yeah. there was a huge falling out with Cary alwes um about this film um yeah to the point where he actually filed a lawsuit against the production company um because he only received a nominal salary so he essentially got what james wan i think turned down he got a nominal salary for doing the film but carrie always claimed that he was going to get one percent of the profits um which obviously makes means over a million dollars um and they they had this really long like drawn out uh uh, lawsuit it eventually got settled out of court i don't know how much exactly carrie always got um but because of the disagreements um elwes actually refused because they wanted him to come back into the franchise earlier than saw seven but he yeah. actually refused to do that and it wasn't until saw seven that he eventually decided that he was going to come back to the franchise so he i could have actually... i lost you through most of that by the way oh that's okay i wasn't uh, i was basically telling you that carrie always didn't get paid what he thought he was going to get paid um and he thought he was going to get the one percent uh, okay of the profits um, and that's why he didn't appear back until Saw 7, because he refused to appear, because they wanted him back earlier. Fuck. So he could have been in multiple Saw movies, you know. I have a feeling that they probably... Because I remember when this was coming out every single year, because you don't see, like... And obviously he doesn't die, because he comes back in Saw 7, but you don't see the fate of dr gordon in the yeah. first saw movie and i remember every single year when the next saw film was coming out people were going the rumors are dr gordon's back carrie always yeah. back for this film you'll remember that as well yeah i do every single time and and this is one of the other things that i do want to sort of give this franchise credit for because you we, we've talked about all these other franchises right saw was coming out every single year for seven years yeah and, and I think I think that wasn't a good thing for it. So I think they should have went for like every second year. Yeah, because you got oversaturated bit, with it. Giving themselves a bit more time as well. But what other franchise has done that? You know. Yeah. So you got to give them a little bit of props for it. Um, this movie was never ever actually intended for a cinema release as well. It was getting made to go straight to video. Um, it was only after positive test screenings that it was given the nod to become a, a cinema release. So they were just going to fire this out straight to video. Uh, and this, like, I know I shouldn't really say this, but like, this is around about a time when folk used to come around your work with illegal DVDs. Yeah. And this was always the one that everyone went for. Like, mm-hmm. it, like it, it wasn't like the other ones where it would be like one person would get and everyone would share it. Yeah. Like, Everyone, Everyone was buying their it. Own copy. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So yeah, um, but that would have been wild. Imagine this not coming out in the cinemas and maybe not having the cultural impact that it went on to have. Um, 
Lee Winnell was revealed in an interview that Adam and Lawrence originally were going to be trapped in a lift and not in a bathroom. And See, no, I think they I made. Think would work. I think they made by far the correct choice because if you think how grimy is that bathroom and that yeah, and you've also got that color palette in the bathroom, that sort of bluey kind of color palette, and that works so well for this film. And one of the big things about this film is, you know, we've talked about how you know maybe it's not gory but it's filthy. Yeah, like that's the thing. The neons in it give it that look of this is. A it gives scary it, place you to know be. What? It gives it the look of a fucking crack den, is essentially yeah, what it gives pretty it much, look yeah. Like. And it looks filthy. And that's Been too many crack aesthetic. dens, have we? No. no. <laughs> I've just seen, just seen many in movies. Just seen many in uh, movies. Okay. Um, we talk about like the, the time constraints. Danny Glover only was on set for two days. All his scenes were filmed in two days. Is that why he's got as little speaking as possible? Like, yeah, probably, because he doesn't actually talk very much, does he? Yeah. Uh, Shawnee Smith, who is the actress who plays Amanda, who has a relatively minor part in this movie, but she goes on, spoilers, to have a much more significant part in the franchise later down the line. Um, She actually turned the role down. Really? She actually originally turned the role down down um it wasn't um they offered it to her a second time and they had made a short to like of of the reverse bear trap scene they'd made a short of it to try and flog the film to producers and only after she watched that did she accept the role and she only got offered the role because james wan used to fancy her when he was growing up no yeah and uh so uh, this is what what i was reading he used to fancy her when she he was growing up and um, he had a crush on her, so he told the casting uh, the casting director to be like, oh, who do you want for the role of Amanda? And he was like, oh, Shawnee Smith. And she came back to him like two days later being like, okay, Shawnee Smith's on board. And he was completely stunned. Because he didn't actually expect to get her. Fuck. Um, as I said earlier, the identity of the Jigsaw Killer is revealed earlier in the film during a flashback when Zep, uh, says he's a very interesting person. There's a diagram of the reverse bear trap on John's hospital bedside table. Um, you're going to go back and watch that now, aren't you? I am, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and finally, and this is possibly for me one of the most uh, the most impressive pieces of trivia. There was no dummy used for Jigsaw in the middle of the bathroom. Every single scene you see, that is Tobin Bell laying face Are down. That is the only bit of trivia I knew, and you just fucking took it. (laughs) How impressive is that, though? It's fucking so impressive, I thought it was going to be a cool little one, because you normally go, you got any trivia? And I'm like, I'm fucking really good. I'm sorry, I I, I just know my stuff, Nico. I just know my stuff. Dickhead. Nico, do you have any other little pieces of trivia? Well, the the mannequin that they used wasn't a mannequin, it was a real money. Oh, was it? Oh, I know you uh, uh, Shall we move on then? Fucking dick. Right, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, let's go into our final segment, and we're talking about the ratings and the reviews. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans. And a nice Chianti. As always, we will start off with the critics' scores. 
IMDb scored this movie a 7.6 out of 10, which is a high score for IMDb. Um, Metacritic rated this 4.6 out of 10. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes critics scored the film? See, this is the thing that's annoying, because I remember a lot of folk were going nuts for the fucking ending. And that was the critics that I all used to listen to. But I remember there was a hell of a lot of other ones going, this is just fucking gosh, don't go see it. So I'm genuinely split. Like, uh, hmm. I still hope it's high, I'll go 60. So the critics scored this movie 51%. I was close. Closer than normal. You were close. But, for example, right, let's just have a look at some of the other films that we've previously reviewed, right? And let's compare Saw's 51% from the Rotten Tomatoes critics to some of those scores, right? Zombievers got 71%. (laughs) Cockneys vs. Zombies got 76%. Deep Blue Sea got 59%. Uh, Splinter, which is a good film, but that got 74%. The Cottage got 72%. Slither got 87%. Doctor Sleep got 78%. I agree with that one, sir. No, no, but these are but these are all films that I would argue that Saw is better than. Even you, I think, would could still consider Saw a better film than Doctor Sleep. Aye, but was it not the omen you says to me that low score? The Omen... no. The Omen got 86% from the critics. Did it? The Lost Boys only got 76%. Uh, what, what was it? I, I thought it was The Omen that you said got a low score for them. Um, no, I don't think... Uh, I think this is... I think, I'm think i just trying to have a look down the list. Anyways, um, if it comes to you, we can... I, I mean, I'm fair that, the, like... Was it Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. What do you think ah. the Rotten Tomatoes audience scored this movie? See, this was so high. It's got to be like, see, I want to say like 90s, but I can't have fucked up their rating thing is. So, hmm, 75. Okay, you should have gone a little higher. They give it 84% fresh. <sighs> So they obviously loved it. This is the critics' consensus. Saw ensnares audiences with a deceptively clever plot and a myriad of memorable, nasty set pieces, but its lofty ambitions are undercut by a nihilistic streak that feels more mean than profound. But, like, I think they're missing a point. He's, like, trying to heighten folks' lives, not... I, I think they kind of missed the point here as well. As yeah. always, we throw it out to you guys, our listeners, and our followers across social media, and we ask for your opinions and scores on the movies that we review. And as I said earlier, we had a huge amount, a big, big response to this one. I've picked a few more of, of your guys' responses than I normally would, because I normally do four or five, maybe six of them. I think I've picked five, six, seven, eight. I think I've got like 10 of them here. So let's just go through some of them. Our friend, uh, Ren, on Facebook, um, he had this to say. 
The foundation of an entire series, and this is only one of the three million that I'd say is legitimately great. A fresh idea that was both filled with tension and gore, more so on the former than the latter, which is why the rest of the franchise goes south after this. I love the idea of the flashbacks and pointing out the small, subtle clues that everyone misses while watching the original playthrough, and there are enough twists to keep you guessing until your mind is blown at the very end. Knowing that this was shot on both a shoestring budget and an insanely short shooting schedule, try saying that three times when you're drunk. The the Sue budget got me like... (laughs) I think they more than pulled this off. Maybe it was that... Maybe it was the need to think on their feet and make it work that is what allowed this film to remain the best of the series. It only loses a few points, surprisingly, in the acting of the marquee names in Glover, Elwes, and Potter. They seem to always be over or underacting their scenes. I give this an 8 out of 10. Rams pretty much summed up exactly what we've said, though. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, movies for days. Here we go. I'd say a 3 lousy acting across the board especially from the screenwriter in a main role rarely a good idea didn't like the shooting style or color grading movie thinks it's far more clever than it really is i actually like part two more not my favorite franchise so there you go we've just gone from someone who really loves this movie gives it an eight to someone who really despises it and gives it a three i sort of agree with the screenwriter in it so because yeah. that was what I highlighted too, but the rest of it, suck a dick. <laughs> Which we say with all the love in the world to the, the folks at the Movies for Days podcast. <laughs> um, Bad Poet Society. Also, I'd say a three. The first saw felt like a seven ripoff. What? <laughs> I'm trying to get my head around that one. Well, you do that. How? We'll, we'll, How we'll... much crack are they smoking? <laughs> uh, the Nightmare Nerd, another friend of the show, solid 10. Brilliantly unique and original concept, but from there it descended into torture porn. The uh, NYC yes. Cinema... Yeah, I agree with that 100%, actually. NYC Cinema Confidential gives it a 9, and I'll always argue it's in the top 5 of all-time best endings. That truly blew me away. Friend of the show again, Coming Wolf, gives the world's Biggest 10. Iconic new villain. Superb, never see it coming. End. Start of one of the greatest ever franchises. What more could you want? Uh, I would say greatest ever franchises, but I I like where your heart is. our, Our friends and family of the House That Screams podcast. The first one, the only one I like. It's a tremendously solid film, brilliantly done. Dialogue and flashback focus with the tension high in that room between the men and the story unfolding right there. Beautiful. Solid 9.5. Again, f- more friends and family of the podcast, former guest as well, Boomer. It's a 4 out of 10 from Boomer. That initial, oh, that initial watch was pretty fun, but it does not hold up at all afterwards. The twist covers up a lot of bad writing and acting that don't go unnoticed upon further viewings. That's one of the things I actually didn't ask you. How do you feel about the replay value of this movie? Like, I've watched this movie, like I said, probably about 40 times. I have no issues knowing the final twist going back and re-watching this movie. Yeah, and, well, you shocked me with someone I didn't even know today. 
So, and I've watched it probably just as much. Exactly. So there's that, and that's one of the things I do love about the rest of the franchise as well, because I, I do feel like all the movies kind of have that too. Anyways, moving on. Alaska Girl gives it a 6.5 for the first one. It was somewhat original, had a good cast. The twist was really good, but has low rewatch potential in my opinion. The rest of the series was repetitive and never surprised me or kept my attention like the first one. MC Myers says, kind of a classic example of a movie thinking it's more clever than it is. Just because the idea is good doesn't mean that the acting, editing, or screenplay logic is automatically mind-blowing. A lot of it is surprisingly sloppy. The ending especially, 4 out of 10 for me. And finally, This Is Not Culture says it was pretty original for the time and was surprising seeing Danny Glover in it. Don't think anyone could have predicted that that little indie movie would become a big franchise. I'd give it a 7. Would have got higher, but replayability is low because of the twist. So there you go, though. But there's just the wide array of thoughts and opinions on this movie. Like, it's so polarizing. Yeah. But, like, it, I agree with the one that says it descends into torture porn the most because genuinely that's what it felt like it did. Yeah. But saying that, you've got so much that did that back then, so you'd them do it. I, I, I referenced Scream earlier, they did the same sort of thing. It just got steadily worse with every single one. Yeah. It's, no. it's something that used to happen a lot. Yeah, I, no, I agree with you there. Anyways, thank you to everyone who sent in your scores and your opinions. We really appreciate it. Obviously, continue to do so over the, the movies that we've got coming up as well. That just leaves us, Nico. So, Nico, out of score, out of a scale, sorry, of 0 to 10, what are you going to rate Saw? Because it was such a good ending, because of everything all the way through, the like genuinely i'm only taking a point off for adam that's it so nine for me nine out of ten um i think this is possibly an example of one of the greatest twist endings in horror cinema history i think this is the uh, an example of one of the best ways of kicking off a brand new franchise and regardless of how you feel about it no one can deny what saw went on to achieve in terms of just the iconic status that a lot of parts of this movies went on to achieve. I also am only going to take a point off for a couple of the acting performances in this, so I'm also going to give it a 9 out of 10. Fuck me, we agreed, and I'm taking that back, I'll give it an 8. <laughs> well, I'm just having a look through. Uh, twice. This is only the third, fourth, fifth. This is only the fifth time in our 41 episodes that we have agreed like we have completely agreed or fifth time in the 39 movies that we've reviewed that we have completely agreed that's mental that's insane i mean don't get me wrong we've been pretty close to each other on a couple of mostly a lot of occasions but this is the only fifth time we've given the exact same score so that's that's crazy but uh all of that all of our scores combined with those critics scores gives saw an average score of 7.3 out of 10 and means it's in 14th place of the now 39 movies that we have covered on the show. So it doesn't quite break it into that top 10. It's one place uh, below Scream and one place above an American werewolf in London. So it's still in pretty fucking good company right there. Yeah. It's fucking... 
It is. I've got really good fucking company there. You're not, and you weren't that far off because you had it in about tenth, and it's in fourteenth. So yeah, um, but I'm, it, I'm surprised it didn't break the top ten. I think you know what it was. It's the Metacritic and the Rotten Tomatoes critic scores that have really dragged that one down. Yeah. I think had they given it a little bit higher, I think it could have broke the top ten. And there's definitely movies above it that I would put Saw above. Like, I would put Saw above Scream any day of the week. You still um, there? Yes. You broke up put, a bit there. I, I would put Saw above Scream any day of the week. So would I, actually. Anyways. Uh, with that being said, though, that is going to do it for this week's show. Nico, as always, thank you so, so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me on. No problem at all. Don't forget, if you would like to support this podcast across our social medias, you can do so. We're on Twitter at Damn Podcast, Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Podcast of the Damned. We are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash pod of the damned. Sign up there for just one pound and you can get access to all of our mini-sodes. You get early access to every single piece of uh, mini-sodes that we put out. We also have exclusive episodes up on there as well. Uh, I think just now the exclusive ones are a Serbian film and pieces, but we also have early given you early access to our reviews on uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, we've given early, uh, early, uh, early access to Choose or Die, uh, Scream, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. So there's, there's, there's loads of different things up there. There's going to be more, a lot more coming there as well soon. And email us, email us about anything. Let us know your thoughts on this episode. Let us know your thoughts on the movies that we cover. Let us know your thoughts on our opinions on the movies we cover. Good, bad, agree, disagree. We want to hear from you. Email us at podofthedamned at gmail.com or send us a message on any of those social media platforms that we have just mentioned. Uh, I'm not even going to bother asking Nico to plug himself. Go find him on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best uh, way of putting it. It's the best way of putting it. Um, up next, uh, we're taking... We're doing something a little different next week, Nico. We're, we're doing Innocent Blood. We're talking about Innocent Blood. Um, excited to talk about that one? That's one of yours. Yeah, you you've never seen this. I've never seen this. No, it's a new one for and me. It it makes a change because there's not often that I'm suggesting one you've not seen. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what we think of that movie. I I I'm I'm not really sure what to expect either. It's Don Rickles playing a mafia boss lawyer turned vampire. Enough said. <laughs> That'll be it. That'll be the entire review. The episode's only going to be about four minutes long. It's like I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's it's the total opposite of what we've talked about in some other movies. Okay, okay, you can leave it at that then. But that is next week's episode. But until then, thank you once again, Nico, for joining me. Thank you to everyone who's downloaded and listened to this episode. We really appreciate it. And until next week on the podcast of the Damned, just remember, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't.